It's Tuesday, baby. Exhibition hockey is here, and that means Steele and I are back for another big-time episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Tuesday edition features a look into what both Steele and I are doing with our own fantasy squads. I'm taking a look at the keeper side of things, of course. Steele breaking down the year-to-year. Thank you for joining us. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hockey heads and degenerate gamblers, welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. On this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Steel, first and foremost, before we get into what is going to be an interesting conversation, there's a lot going on in the fantasy world on our side of things. And I think showing the listeners a little look under the hood today into what you and I are doing with our teams in two different formats is really going to help people. But straight up and down, we are two lucky cats for all the support and love that we have got from our listeners from the Listener League. We are up to the top 10 in fantasy sports podcasts in Canada, and we couldn't do it without everyone's support and even crack the top 100 in the U.S. as well, Steel. And for real, I'm feeling very, very grateful on today's episode, and I wanted to start there because we do this for our listeners. We do indeed. We do indeed, and it has been such incredible, uh, incredible off-season so far, especially this last, you know, this last mm-hmm. month of September, really, yeah, uh, everybody just giving so much support. Again, we've talked about all the all the DMs, the conversations, uh, all the reviews. Flip and I were going through the reviews yep. uh, just the other day, and just the incredible amount of support from everybody out there. Mm-hmm. So we really do appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate really? everyone who tunes in, uh, and we, and we couldn't thank you enough. We love everybody out there who who shows us some love. So thank you guys. It's a fact, and that's why I really do try and come on here just like Steel, prepared with at least a couple of fantasy takes that are really going to help your squad. So on today's episode, you guys all hear me preach about my keeper team, my keeper league. We're in our 10th year. It's very serious, and I love what we do year to year, and I think it's going to help show a little bit of insight into this side of things. So I'm going to show you guys or tell you guys at least on today's episode, how my draft broke down. And very quickly, before I tell you my draft picks, this is a league that is not categories in terms of head-to-head. This is just a year-long totaling of points. Top to bottom, 16 GM steal. And very quickly, three uh, goals, assists, power play points, shorthanded goals, shootout goals, which was added, which I don't exactly love, but we're not going to get into that. Shots, penalty minutes, and hits. Block shots were just added. That's the skaters. In terms of goalies, and I know, Steele, you haven't heard this all before, so you're probably looking at me like, Flip, get it together on this <laughs> side, and you need I need your insight anyway. Wins for goalies, shutouts, goals against, and saves. The goalie side of things is pretty basic. 
Yeah. But before I start reeling this off, steel, I know that you also went through a keeper draft recently, and you're newer to the keeper side. So just from yes. a general perspective's sake, how have you been liking the difference between? And this is more of a general conversation that you and I don't always have, but I think it's beneficial for a lot of new GMs. Are you loving the, the keeper side? Do you like more of the year to year? What are your thoughts on that before I dive into my squad? Yeah, I've always been a year to year guy. You know, I've mm -hmm. been running, you know, I'm always with the same group of guys that I've been growing up with. We've been doing the, the fantasy hockey year to year leagues, you know, for the last mm -hmm. 10 years, like you said, started, you know, it's been going on. It's been going great. Last mm -hmm. year was my first year being in a keeper league. Right. Uh, honestly, had some great success. I ended up finishing fourth. Uh, I ended up getting my money back, uh, you know, nice. finishing fourth. So it was good. Got my money yeah, back. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely. It's definitely a little bit of a, a learning curve at mm -hmm. first because sure. now I got to figure out who my six keepers are going to be. Who do I want to drop? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, can mm -hmm. I trade draft picks and, you know, picks and players for other future picks and players as well? I just did that the other day. I believe I traded a second round, a second round pick and a, a 10th round pick for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a fourth and a Vander Kane or something like that. It was right, a pretty right. sweet deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to you about that actually. Yes. Uh, if that was good, I can't remember exactly, but something along those lines. So now that I'm trying to figure out who my six keepers are, you know, yeah. who, who I'm trying to target now, who's going to be off the board that I yep. can't even look at. I like it a lot. Uh, you know, I do really like it. You know, again, trying to flip flop, mm -hmm. trying to back and forth from the dra trading draft picks and where I'm actually picking. Yeah, it it's definitely a learning curve, but it's so far it's been good year one. It adds a whole different wrinkle to the approach and I'll dive right into it, Steele. And I think I'll start this conversation with something that you already knew, but I didn't have a draft selection until the third round. Yeah, there are 16 teams in this league and I really needed to address my goaltending situation. I'll break down my whole team in a second. But what I wanted to do was move up in the draft. And what I wanted to do, so this was the trade. I traded a second-round pick and John Tavares for a first-round pick, which was the sixth overall, and Drew Doughty. And I know on paper, obviously, John Tavares brings a whole lot more value than Drew Doughty. And there's injury concerns with Doughty. And John Tavares has still brought it offensively and fantasy-wise over the last couple of years. Say what you will about his performance as a leader and some of those intangibles about bringing this team over the top, which I think you and I both agree he could probably do a better job. I needed to do this. I wanted to hope that Fantilli was going to slide down the board because it was Connor Bedard one for sure. But Adam Fantilli ended up going second. So I have the sixth spot now and who was left on the board, and I'll ream off my team here. I got Joseph Wall in the first round. You and I, let's revisit that conversation in a sec. Yeah. Then in the third round, I got Philip Ronek. Fourth round, Dominique Kubelik. Fourth round, two picks I had. Anthony Beauvillier. And you're going to recognize a lot of these names that Steele and I have spoken about in recent episodes. Let me continue. In the fifth round, Morgan Frost could get a very good look at the number one center role in Philadelphia. Yes. Evan Rodriguez in the sixth round could get a very good look on the top line in Florida. If not, top six. Seventh round. Arthur Kaliev, we think the LA Kings are going to be pretty good. He might be in the mix. Jake Wallman Steele, a player that I think let's revisit because I know you like that angle. He should be playing with Maurice Sider on the top pairing. And then I round out my draft in the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th rounds with Noah Cates, Connor Clifton, getting me a little piece of grit on that Buffalo Sabres team. And I rounded it out with Anthony Sorelli, Nick Purbix, and oh, wow. Thomas Harley a very interesting young defenseman on the Dallas yeah. stars that might not be there just yet, but this is a keeper league. So I'm really starting to stack my draft board with good young players. 
But what do you think about that overall seal? I know that was a lot, but even hit me with your take on Joseph Wall in the first round. I know it's a little bit of a reach, but I also needed another goaltender very badly. Yeah, and you and I have already talked about what what yeah. I thought from the initial trade. You know, I think, you know, you probably could have got another year out of Tavares or maybe yes. even a, a lower I draft agree. pick. You didn't have to send a third round pick back for, uh, you know, pairing him up with Tavares. But that aside, uh, we've talked at length about Joseph Wall over the last couple of weeks. We That's know true. that he's been in the system with the mm -hmm. Toronto uh, Toronto Marlies and he's produced and he mm -hmm. has the stats and the paper to back it up. Yeah. We both really liked what we, you know, again, a short stint in the NHL, only small. what a, a small, yeah, like a handful of games seven, in the regular seven, season, seven regular season games and what four playoff games, three playoff games. Yeah, so very like small sample size for Joseph wall, but I mm -hmm. really liked what he was able to do in the regular season when he has yeah. played. And I really liked what he was able to do in that second round against the Florida Panthers coming mm -hmm. in relief of Ilya Samsonov. They don't have a lot of, uh, you know, depth in that goalie position. If Sam Sonov goes down, I know they went and got Martin Jones in the offseason right. as well, but yeah, I would much rather see Joseph Wall take that number one spot if, mm -hmm. again, God forbid, Sam Sonov goes down to injury. So having him yeah. there in a keeper league uh, format, having him there, because you mm -hmm. know eventually he's going to get his time to shine. I really like the pick uh, in that first round. I really appreciate it. And the thing is, I know there's some listeners out there probably thinking Joseph Wall in the first round. Let me ream off a couple of picks that went right after him. Jake DeBrusque, Hampus Lindholm, Braden Shen, Devin Taves, Phoenix Copley. So there's a lot of interesting names here that obviously, like Steele just said, when it comes to the keeper side of thing, you're looking at a lot differently than the regular year-to-year yes. -year draft. But remember this too. I've talked about this. Jake Ottinger is my number one goalie. And then I have a few wishy-washy options. So I'm risking this because I wanted to really get this guy for the future. So is it going to pan out? I don't know. But I round out my goalie options deal. I got Jake Ottinger as my pure bona fide stud number one. He's going to keep me in stud. this league. But then I have a few wishy-washy options. Like I said, I got Lucas Dostal. That could be a rough ride. I got Kochetkov as well. And who knows if he even sees the ice much this year. So my goaltending situation, as low, a lot of those listeners out there know, is going to be a little bit spicy. The rest of today's episode will continue to be the same extra picante. I'll give a little bit more breakdown of my team very quickly. I'll let the listeners know who else I have on my keeper roster. I'm going to turn it over to Steele. He's going to break down some of his squad. But today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We appreciate all that love and support. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And again, go sign up with FanDuel. Absolutely love what they're doing on that platform. Safe, secure, and easy to use. Same game parlays every single Thursday hey. for NFL, baby. Yes, We're going to lock one of those down eventually. It's going to hit. Yeah. It's going to hit. 
But let's oh, get back him. over to the fantasy hockey side of things mm-hmm. over here on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'll sure. throw it back over to you. We will talk about my year-to-year league mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in a little bit. But Flip, continue to tell us who's on your team, how you're looking at it uh, for this upcoming season, how you're feeling. Appreciate that. Look, this is a deep this is a deep league. And you'll see from my team when I read it off in a second, two things. One, I have finished, aside from the last two years where I've rose up the standings, I finished dead last in this league steal. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm going to come on here and a couple of wobbly pop infused moves and some bad, bad decisions. And Carter, that's Hart? Straight up fact. Carter Hart? Carter Carter Hart, baby. I traded for Cam Ward. I think he was out of the breaks league your already. Heart, man. Yeah, oh, your bro, heart. I don't even. I'm just. What I'm trying to say is, what we say on this show, it is not BS. I am coming on and telling you guys how I've been through the runner, and now I'm on the come up. And Steele and I are trying to bring y'all with us. So what I will say is, this is a tough league. I finished in sixth last year, seventh, some six or seventh after rising up the ranks. So let me hit you with the rest of my squad and the breakdown very quickly, Steele. Four centermen, four left wing, four right wing, six D, five reserve slots, and two starting goaltenders. And the other thing I wanted to say is I have three minor eligible slots. So Fantrax deems players that might be up and down a little bit or at the start of the year look like they're definitely going to be minor league players that we can stash three. So I'll just leave it at this. I jumped on the waiver wire yesterday on the first week, and I added two very interesting names. One in Zach Benson, draft pick of the Buffalo Sabres. And how about Cutter Gauthier, a kid who looked amazing for the American program and is performing at all levels. I believe he led Boston College or Boston University, one of those NCAA teams in scoring last year. So that's the first tidbit for the keeper dynasty side of things. Don't ever slip or sleep on the prospects. If you can put your finger on something early in these leagues and have these guys before they even boom, you're ahead of the game. And I'll round out my my lineup steal. At center, I got Sid the Kid, Boone Jenner, and Mason McTavish. On left wing, Carter Verhage, Cole Perfetti, and the two that I added in Kubalik and Beauvillier. On right wing, I have Drake Batherson, Seth Jarvis, Arthur Kaliev, and Evan Rodriguez. And on the blue line, Victor Hedman, Darnell Nurse, Philip Ronek, Drew Doughty, and Jake Wallman. Rounding it out with Connor Clifton. And then on my bench, Sorelli, Noah Cates, Thomas Harley, Nick Perbix. And in the cage, Jake Ottinger, Kochekov, and Wall. Other than my my uh, my goalie area steal, I'm actually liking the improvements of my squad. There's a lot of upside here. You know what my main concern is? The Noah Cates. The Morgan Frosts of the world, some of these things that I'm banking on this year, I might be a year or two off, if you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. It might be a little, you know, hope right now. Pray it mm-hmm. all comes together. Hope uh, and a prayer, baby. Hope and a prayer for sure. It, you know, to me, it's funny that you like you're backing up everything that you've been talking about the last this is year what I'm with trying Cole to say. Perfetti, Seth Jarvis, even a couple of other guys that Verhage. you Verhage again, uh, you know. Just those three guys specifically, you've been talking about them for the last year. So it's great Mm -hmm. to see you backing them up and drafting them. And they're on your squad and hopefully they produce to you. Look, I, you know, last year, again, uh, I believe you came last in the listener league, but I am actually, I am very terrified of what you're about to do this upcoming season. Hey, don't gas me up, Steel. You're coming hot and heavy. I know you are. You're coming for the top position. Uh, (laughs) So everybody out there that's in the fantasy league, watch out for Flip. Watch out, he's coming hot and heavy. 
Listen, the ladies at the LCBO <laughs> in my town get a little bit too much visits from Big Flip around the puck drop, and then Wobbly the Wobbly Pops. Pop infused decisions start to flow, and I start thinking that I know everything. Then I wake up and realize that my team's in last place. I get sad. I leave it be. Anyway, Steel, we're keeping today positive. Speaking of which, you've been crushing the game. This is why people should probably be listening to you more than me anyway. But why don't you tell me a little bit about what's been going on on your side of things? Hit me with your year-to-year draft league and how you're feeling. I'm feeling honestly great. I'm feeling great right now about how my team's looking. I did take a couple of uh, shots in the dark towards the end of the draft. We'll get into my team. Uh, But the very first thing I wanted to do, I had the fourth overall pick. Mm. I immediately knew that I wanted to trade for another pick in the first round. So I was going back and forth with this one guy from my league for a week straight. Mm. Mm. You know, trade proposals, just awful trade proposals, honestly, from him. Yeah, Uh, check out Steele's Twitter if you want to see some Yeah, didn't make any sense. Some bad trade proposals the last couple of days as well. Um, Finally, after a week straight of text messages and trade proposals, I call this guy up. He finally answers my call. We get this done in 10 minutes. Simple Old school, as that. baby, on the phone. Old school. Get, the, get on the phone. Just talk to the guy. You can Love communicate that. it out very easily. Anyway, so I end up trading my second, uh, my second round pick, fourth, fourth round pick, mm. and a 12th round pick for mm-hmm. a first round pick, which was 12th overall, right. a, uh, uh, an eighth round. So a first round, an eighth round, and an 11th round. So I got a first, eighth, yeah, and eleventh for two, four, and twelve. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great deal, fair mm-hmm. trade for I both agree. sides. I he, agree. Uh, you know, he he was happy with the trades. I was happy with the trades. So this is how the uh, this is how the draft broke down. Fourth overall pick, Nathan McKinnon, absolute mm-hmm. stud. Yeah. I wanted Brady Kachuk so bad. That's why I wanted to trade for another Ooh. first round pick. So Ooh. I went Nathan McKinnon and Brady Kachuk in the first round. Didn't have a second. Snagged Alexander Barkov, 36th overall. Then I didn't have a fourth round pick. Then it goes like this. Dougie Hamilton, Stuart Skinner in the sixth round. Dylan Cousins in the seventh. Shea Theodore and Jay Gensel in the eighth. Your boy. Both my boys. I love Jay Gensel too. Shea Shea Theodore and Jay Gensel in the eighth. Jake DeBrusque in the ninth. Mm. At this point in the draft, goalies were getting a lot, uh, a little slim. There weren't a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, top-notch goalies out there. So I ended up drafting Jonas Corposalo in the 10th round, Chris okay. Kreider in the 11th. And then this is where I start to go, not that I'm taking, you know, shots in the dark, but this is where I start to go with guys who are on the younger side, guys who have only been Love in the that. league a year or have started to roll the, the dice a little bit more. I started to roll like the it. dice a little bit. 11th like round it. after Chris Kreider. Logan Cooley in the 11th round. Bang. 13th round, Jake Sanderson. Bang. 14, 14th round. Jake Sanderson Wyatt. was around in the 13th round? That's yeah. a mistake. I, that was a mistake. And his projections were very, very low. I didn't understand his projections. They were a lot lower than last year's finishing. What's the deal make, with that? It, it didn't make any sense to me. That's why I think he slipped a lot yeah. because his projections yeah. were very low. Wyatt mm-hmm. Johnston in the 14th round. Love. Jake Wallman in the 15th round. Hey, and then hey. again, this is where I took a couple shots in the dark. I went Jonathan Drouin because I was talking about him, pairing That's, him up with Nathan McKinnon. So I got those two up, paired though. up. Jamie Drysdale in the 17th round. I think I'm going to end up dropping him if there's another available defenseman right now, uh, especially for the categories. He doesn't produce mm. enough hits, blocks, and plus minus. So uh, I might Not end up yet. dropping Jamie Drysdale, but I, I, I drafted him in the 17th. And then my last pick, 
Philip mm-hmm. Heedle with the 18th, uh, 18th round selection. So Steel. I really like my team right now. There's a lot of other teams in this league, mm-hmm. w- which look absolutely stacked. Uh, there's a couple mm-hmm. of guys that I'm worried about heading into the season, but overall Fair. I love my team. I'm taking a couple of shots on those young guys, mm-hmm. but I really, really, really believe in Logan Cooley. I believe in Jake Sanderson. I believe in Wyatt Johnston playing that second line center as well. And then we've talked a little bit about Jake Wallman getting that uh, opportunity now in Detroit. He's playing with Marit Sider on that top D pairing. And then I've talked at length a little bit about Jonathan Druin as well and what he can provide uh, with Nathan McKinnon on that top left wing spot. We are putting our money where our mouths are are on this podcast. We don't just come on here. It's not lip service. We're trying to show you guys exactly what we're doing with our teams. Maybe more success on steel side of things, (laughs) but we're on the come up, baby. And one of the players that I think both you and I have really done well on jumping on is Jake Wallman. And I know it's a very small sample size of production. The guy can skate. And he has offensive skills and he gets to play with Marit Sider. And this team is improving. Do we think they're there quite yet? No, but they are going to be better and they're going to score a lot of goals. So I'm liking what Jake Wallman brings to the table. 45 penalty minutes last year. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. 18 points doesn't jump off the page. He's going to double that this year. No problem. 30, 35 points for Jake Wallman. No problem because also steel. I think we can agree. Yeah. 121 block shots is nice. 47 hits, we'd like to see more. I think you and I can both agree that Marit Sider is going to be a lot better this year. The rest of the team around him, this should really help a young player that is still just, what, 22 years old? Not even 23. I'm not even going to look it up because it's been a long day, and I don't want to think about numbers, (laughs) Steel, because you know me and the numbers. Happy birthday to Mark Giordano. I think he's 65 today. But I'll just also say this. Some of those young players that you sniped, Maybe they don't pan out right away because they are so young, but what yeah. you're seeing from Logan Cooley especially already, yeah. and I know it's exhibition hockey, but this guy is undressing NHL-level talent already, and you got to love what you're seeing from him, and we're already buying into the Coyotes. So I love your pick on Cooley. I absolutely love the Wyatt Johnson pick. And again, these are guys that you and I have been talking about for at least – six months maybe a whole year so i'm loving it pal i really really am and we're gonna dive a little bit more deeper into a lot of those guys that we just talked about Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day continue to hit that subscribe hit the follow button leave a five-star review leave the comments on the youtube channel dm us any questions if you just want to have a chat dm us on twitter we'll get back to you as soon as possible We appreciate all that love and support you show us. So thank you guys out there so much for tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Just to continue a little bit on Jake Wallman again. uh, You know, this is a stat I know you love. But he, you know, he he honestly hasn't had that much opportunity in the NHL. He's playing with St. Louis uh, Mm -hmm. for the first couple of years. But he was only getting 11 and a half minutes, 13 minutes of average ice time for those first couple of years. He goes over to Detroit last year in 19 games, 17 and a half minutes. Uh, or sorry, two, two seasons ago, uh, 19 games, 17 and a half minutes last year, just under mm-hmm. 20 minutes. So he's getting the time. He's getting that top D pairing with Marit Sider, even though yep. he's not a big name right now, watch out for him. He brings those peripherals that everyone's looking for with the hits, the blocks and the penalty minutes. And maybe mm-hmm. who knows, maybe he, maybe he starts producing offensively as well alongside Marit Sider. Um, yeah. I think and then, coming. you know, me, you know, me with my strategy. I always sure. try to pair, 
a top forward with a top defenseman. It didn't end yes. up panning out that way for me this season just because I went top, uh, I went forward heavy in the first 10 rounds, 10, 11, 12 rounds, actually. Um, but I ended up getting Jake Sanderson. And I also have Brady Kachuk. Mm-hmm. And I haven't mm-hmm. watched a lot of Jake Sanderson hockey. I've watched his highlights on YouTube. I've yeah. watched what he's done a little bit last year uh, with the Ottawa Senators. I'm buying into the hype behind this guy. Same. There's no there's no reason why Ottawa would just hand this kid an eight-year, eight-by-eight-year contract. Uh, massive without, deal. Massive deal for a guy who's only yeah. been in the league for one year and, what, only mm-hmm. played 65, 70 games? Something along those lines. Again, Same I haven't thing. watched a ton of Jake Sanderson, but That's I'm fine. buying into the hype that everyone's talking about. So even though I got – even though I guess he's not their top defenseman because they got Chabot, they got Chikrin, I understand that. Jake mm-hmm. Sanderson's going to be the real deal. They talk about how st- – steady this kid is in the defensive zone he's fast like the wind he can pass the puck he can shoot the puck so even though i didn't get that necessarily quote unquote top Mm. defenseman i still got brady kachuk and i got jake sanderson backing him up so i'm fairly happy with how that panned out and while what you're saying is fully accurate that's right now what if one of those guys what if thomas shabbat gets hurt you know what if something doesn't pan out with that tom that top pairing this kid is going to be anchoring their top pairing in a heartbeat. One, if an injury happens, and two, if he plays as good as you and I think he can, yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense that it is Shabbat and Chikrin as the top pairing. But very soon, and that doesn't mean also that he's not going to get at least some good looks on the power play two. Who knows, plays good enough power play one. I am fully here for this take, steal. You've been on point. You've been on fire. I love all of those draft picks. And I think most importantly, for whoever is listening out there, And yeah, the start of the season could be different. Yeah, some of those young players could not pan out. But everything that you're seeing from Wyatt Johnson, Logan Cooley, every player that you just mentioned basically is making me want to buy in. And in those rounds, Steel, that's where you can take some risks. So I'm with this 100%. And honestly, I am so hyped for our listener league drafts, which are coming up in only a couple of days, baby. Thursday and Friday, back-to-back with the competitive and casual league. Couldn't be more excited here on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Again, we cannot do this without all of you supporting us. Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find our episodes. So make sure you're continuing to subscribe, follow, five-star review. We appreciate all that love. Thank Mm -hmm. you again so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.